Hello, so welcome to our episode number three of The Space In Between. I'm Phoebe, and today I'm going to share a tool with you that will help with your space in between. Uh, But before we get there, I want to share with you a number of things that are happening over at Nomadland, because we have so much for you to be a part of. The first is we have this great workshop or um, a rather retreat uh, happening in Costa Rica, uh, February 28th through March 4th, Ohm and the Osa. We're heading back to Costa Rica, but now to the Osa Peninsula. Uh, so we can explore the jungles and the beaches there that are really beautiful. And um, it'll just give you a little bit of time to sync with your own inner, inner rhythms with the slower pace of life there and the sounds of nature around you. So you can take some time out of your busy daily grind and you can do as little as much as you want. We'll have yoga there, movement classes, uh, writing uh, as well, writing exercise as well. And, you know, a surf lesson, horseback riding, or just chill out in a hammock. Everything is included. So... Go over to our website and find out more information on that. And also this winter, I will be leading two teacher trainings, two yoga teacher trainings. One, uh, at a month intensive happening at Riverstone Yoga in Terrytown. You can find out more about that at riverstoneyoga.com. And I will also be leading a teacher training at West Point. I was honored to offer this earlier this year, last winter, and I've been invited back. And this year I will be um, leading it with two of my nomad teachers who are also vets and we will be leading this for um, specific to um, the military. You know, the cadets will be participating in it, and we're also opening it up to anybody who is connected to the military. You could be active duty, you could be a military spouse, a veteran, um, or just really interested in sharing with this community. This teacher training will, you know, offer the requirements of what we have for Yoga Alliance, but we'll also be interweaving. Um, these tools and how you can teach them to to this military community. Really excited about that. And this is also spearheading um, with these two uh, tribe, which I've told you a little bit more, and I'll be sharing a lot more about that next week. So come on over if you're interested in deepening your practice and sharing those tools. Last thing I want to share with you happening at Nomadland is my new movement class, Movement 109. I've been working on this since last summer and really kind of my whole life. It's bringing all of my movement explorations together in this movement class. And this will be happening on Thursdays starting this week at the new studio Bar, Body and Soul in New Windsor, New York. That's Thursdays, uh, November 1st, 8th, and 15th at 5.30 p.m. And it's a really lovely class. You don't have to be a dancer or a yogi. Just come and explore, kind of tapping into your own inner rhythms there. So I hope to see you there. You can find out more about all of this at nomadalwaysatom.com. And yes, let's talk about the tool that I'm sharing with you today, Here and Now I Feel. This is from my teachers, Elizabeth Andes Bell and Bruce Bell of Embodied Soul. And they're based out of Phoenicia, New York. They have a new studio that they will be opening up 
to the public shortly. Uh, my trainees and I got to go up there a couple weeks ago. Uh, really lovely space, and I've you know been studying with Elizabeth and Bruce for many years. The, Elizabeth is actually my first um, real yoga teacher that I, I studied with for a long period of time. And uh, they'll be actually on one of the podcasts coming up in the next couple of weeks, talking about their journey through the space in between and, and this new teaching of embodied soul. But I wanted to share this, this tool because it's helped me tremendously. And I thought, thought well, if it's helping me, it could definitely help, help my tribe. <laughs> so... Um, it's definitely helped me get out, especially in these moments of the space in between and just and just really daily life too, just the those moments of um, kind of getting trapped in our storylines, right? That monkey wheel, monkey mind where we get in the hamster wheel and our mind goes and goes and goes and goes and kind of recreating the same story over and over again, playing it out in the mind and out in our in our lives too. And what I came to realize with this exercise, and something that I have known but really now living it, was how it gets trapped in our body too, right? Not only in the mind, but also in our body. Because our body has a memory too. Fascia has its own memory. And when we realize with this exercise, which I'll also I'll walk you through it in a bit, but I want to just share a little bit of the why first and my, my kind of story of it. But um, what I came to realize is that when we're having those, you know, thoughts, we're also having a physical experience and not all of us realize the physical experience. We are able to sort of check out of our bodies and not make the actual connection. And this is why it's so important to address them is because if we um, don't listen to the messages our body is telling us, right, over and for a long period of time, this can lead to dis-ease, right, in some way. And so giving it a little bit of time and space just to hold and acknowledge these messages that the body is giving us, right, they don't always they don't always mean that there's disease. They might just need that attention, right? It, it's kind of, I like to think of it as um, that, you know, child that's saying, me, me, listen to me, uh, you know, all it wants is attention or a pet, you know, when you come home and it's jumping on you and licking your face or pawing at you uh, as you sit on the couch. They, they simply just want attention. And once you stop and are still in that space with them, right, things usually calm down. And so I kind of see the body as doing the same thing, right, with these different sensations. And sometimes we label them as pleasurable or painful or good or bad. But if we really take the time and acknowledge what it is, uh, what the sensation is, and not really get trapped up in the story of, oh, my knee hurts because, you know, I was in an accident, you know, years ago, right? In instead of getting the layer of the past story, the past trauma to it, of just acknowledging for it here and now. And it doesn't necessarily have to be an injury, right, or a painful situation. It might just be a sensation in the body of that comes and goes, and we can start to realize what that pattern is, too, as we come a little bit closer to it and hold that time and space for it. 
And so a couple of examples for me was, you know, when I was up at Elizabeth and Bruce's studio a couple weeks ago with my group, uh, we, we did this exercise with partners. And I was experiencing really um, kind of painful at the time uh, menstrual cramps. And I've had that in the past too of kind of dealing with um, a lot of pain and to a point where I have to take like three Advil at a time every, you know, handful of hours. And so that day I sat and I decided, okay, I'm not going to say the story that I usually say um, about my menstrual cramps when I do this exercise. I'm, and I'm not even going to say the word pain. I'm really going to dive deep into acknowledging what the sensation is. So, you know, I might have said something like um, I felt a very intense sensation in my lower abdomen and um, it can be very intense, and then it can go to dull back and forth over a period of time. But in that here and now, it might have been an intense feeling. But what I came to realize is, as I was sitting with it, you know, and we, we did this for a couple of minutes, and as I started to sit with it and hold space for it and breathe with it, um, the intensity decreased, and I've almost, I kind of discovered that my body was reacting to the story I already had on top of it, right? Of, oh, here my period comes and now I'm going to be tense for these next four days to protect myself from that pain that I know, you know, is there that will come. And so when I started to sit in the here and now I feel and breathe and acknowledge, I loosened that that grip, that physical tension that was there protecting me to a certain way, but actually was sort of causing me more of that intense pain. So as I sat with that and realized that I, you know, I, I loosened, it loosened its grip on me and I loosened that story of it. And I continue that for the next couple of days, you know, as I continued on, on my own and I, I didn't have any sort of pain. It was really more of just this, yeah, sensation here and there, but it wasn't, it wasn't as intense as I had always kind of layered it on. It was that past experience that I had that my body again was sort of reacting to. So once I, you know, acknowledged that what was happening in my physical body, I decided, okay, let me try this in a different way, right? And I started to look at the story that I tell myself. I have this deep fear of abandonment um, from past experiences with my, with um, with my childhood, and and so I decided, okay, let me, you know, when I communicate with. Um, someone um, where I feel very vulnerable, let me see how I react to it. How does my body react? And so I watched it for the next couple of days again. And every time I put myself in a place of feeling vulnerable, of feeling, you know, that moment of um, possibility of feeling rejection, right? I didn't allow myself to go into that story of it. I just put myself out there and, and then sit and observe here and now I feel what my physical body was, how it was responding. And I noticed this kind of quivering in my belly, like kind of below my lit ribs and above my navel, um, my solar plexus. And I felt this kind of wave of um, like fluttering. And sometimes it turned into a knot. 
But again, when I took time and sat and acknowledged and just simply said, here and I feel without allowing myself to label it as pain, because again, this word pain already has its own story on it, right? Instead, just really identifying the sensation, um, I realized how that physical response in the past had triggered like a whole nother story and a whole nother reaction to that person, right? As I put myself out there and was vulnerable, I got this physical response in my body and that created anxiety and created a whole nother story that wasn't even there and created a whole nother reaction um, to how I would respond to this person. So, and it seems so simple, right? <laughs> Especially me who's here teaching yoga and it seems so simple and sitting in meditation. But even in meditation, um, we can have a tendency to sort of push these things away uh, because we have this idea of, you know, having to clear away the clutter of the mind. And that sometimes comes also with the sensations of the body. We sort of think of this idea of meditation as just turning ourselves off and being clear. But really where the growth is, is acknowledging this, what is here for you now, and not pushing it away and not reacting to it, just simply being with it. And again, it's, I think this is huge in, in acknowledging what is here for you now in your physical body because it holds the memory and it holds that possibility of transformation. And we don't have to do anything after it. It's just simply observing. Like I said, it, the body just wants to observe and be acknowledged. And the observing is the first step to transformation. So once we start to realize, oh, I tense my shoulders whenever I'm around this person or whenever I'm around in this situation. Um, okay, what if I breathe with it? Okay, you know, and just sort of talk yourself through it in, in a very gentle way, like you're talking to your child or you're talking to your best friend who you really care about. Um, if we start to look at ourselves from that perspective, then we begin to transform. And so, so this, I'll just walk you through again, just simply, but I definitely suggest you trying this exercise on your own. So after you finish listening, you know, get in a quiet space and just simply ask yourself, here and now I feel. So again, it's simply just finding this quiet space, taking a couple of breaths, right? And then simply stating, here and now I feel. And explore where, whatever it is in your body that you feel sensation. Maybe it's just that you um, are hungry. Um, you feel the growling in your stomach. Again, without labeling it as I'm hungry, but just observing, okay, there's a rumbling in my stomach. Or maybe it's, you know, a sensation in your foot. Whatever it is, again, there's no right or wrong. There's no pleasure or pain. And then if you do notice something that you tend to think as um, an intense feeling or a painful feeling, right, instead of labeling it, just sit with it, hold the space for it, breathe with it, and then see if it begins to transform, right? And I suggest trying this just maybe starting with 10 breaths, maybe working up to a minute to two minutes, 
and doing it throughout your day. So just like any other kind of muscle, right? We've got to work our, our body awareness muscle. And then what I suggest is trying to, um, you know, bring in a friend or somebody you really care about. Maybe it's a significant other or a family member or, again, a dear friend. Uh, and, and working with this, too. This is what we did with the Elizabeth and Bruce is we sit in front of one another for about a, two minutes. And we um, just had somebody witness our here and now I feel. So I say here and now I feel and I say everything out loud without them interrupting. They just simply hold the space. And then after those two minutes were up, we reflected back, right? The partner reflected back just simply without layering their own story or what they think that we were experiencing or whatever our story was. They just simply reflected back uh, the experience that they witnessed from us, right? So they say, here and now, uh, you said you felt X, Y, and Z. And then, and then it repeats on the other side. So... This too helps us hold space for another person, right? And and their their experience rather than putting our stories onto it or putting our perspective of what we think it is on them. And I think this is a huge piece too in communication. And so, you know, another piece that they offer is to do this with somebody in a heated situation. So I suggest, you know, trying this on your own, working up that muscle, working with somebody else, you know, in a, a very safe, um, you know, neutral time and space, but then working it with that person in those more uncomfortable moments and see how that helps your communication, right? Because a lot of times when we're in a disagreement with someone, it really isn't <laughs> about that present moment, right? Uh, it could be about something that happened two days ago, or it could even be something that didn't even happen with that person, right? We have so many of our past experiences layered on top, and we forget, we don't re realize that we're kind of imprinting them on that person. That person's just simply an archetype for, um, for that, that past experience, and we kind of act it out with that person. So if we start to hold that space and acknowledge it and just feel what is happening in our bodies, because again, our bodies have a memory too, and they're just simply, it's simply being triggered. You know, we have the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. And so when we are in those uncomfortable situations, our body goes into the sympathetic, that fight, flight, or freeze situation, right? And they don't have to be an extreme life or death situation. It could just be some level of stress. And so when we begin to acknowledge it, we hold that space for those moments that are uncomfortable. We begin to observe, right? That first step of transformation. And then we begin to repattern our trigger response, right? Or what we what um, in Buddhist Buddhist um, is this term shenpa our triggers right we begin to acknowledge our triggers both physically mentally emotionally we hold space for them and then we begin to realize okay this is no longer serving me and we begin to change the pattern not only in our mental body our emotional body but our physical body too in our fascia. 
So I hope this is helpful for you. Like I said, try this on your own, you know, after, after you finish listening here, try it on your own, um, try it with a friend and then try it in those little bit uncomfortable situations with that person, right? Making sure that you both feel safe in that time and space. And if you want to learn more about these tools, definitely check out Elizabeth Andes Bell and Bruce Bell's uh, Embodied Soul. You can find out more about them at embodiedsoul.org. And again, they'll be on um, this series in a couple of weeks too, and we'll have more information uh, once, once we release that. This is only one of the many, many awesome tools that they offer through Embodied Soul. And it's been a huge help for me, and I hope it's been a huge help for you. These tools are not only here for you to just listen to me, but really to help you listen to your your own experience, your own space in between, and begin that transformation. Um, because that is, we've got to start with ourselves before we go out and change the world. So Thank you so much for being here. I'm so very grateful for you all to um, take this time to listen. And I will hear from you and see you again soon. Thanks.